So the passage is 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 13 through 18. I really appreciate our superintendent, Bill Millinor, sharing yesterday. I'm glad some of you got a chance to see him and hear from him. And today's passage follows right along from what he shared. And I, I believe it will help you to get a grip on your own personal ministry, which will help you fill your days, even now when maybe you're not able to go out and about like you would like to, with purpose and meaning and mission and a sense of importance. I will kill the boredom with ministry, which is the best tool against boredom. Now, even for our children, if we can point them toward the ministry that is theirs, if they are Christians, um, it'll help put an end to comparisons. If you're someone who struggles with comparing yourselves to other people, this may help you with that. Uh, It might give you some rest from feeling overextended, if you're one of those who tends to overextend themselves and get in over your head. Uh, So there's a lot of benefit to the paragraph we're going to read together, but let's pray before we dive in. Father, thank you so very much for your word, and thank you for giving us this shared life in Christ together as the church. Would you please help us now to focus, to settle our hearts and our minds, to receive your word, and to let it guide us and let it boost our faith. Let it uh, help us to practically obey our Lord Jesus. Pray that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit and and empower us to receive your word and respond to it rightly. And that through this process together, we would be having an expanding gospel influence on those in our lives and in our sphere of influence that you've given us. And we entrust ourselves for all these things to you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so we're going to jump in. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 13 through 18. Paul here is continuing to make his case for himself as a legitimate apostle. There are some people in the Corinthian church who are arguing that he was not a legitimate source of authority and not a legitimate apostle, and that they were more legitimate. Paul has been trying to convince the Corinthians that that's not the case, that they should listen to him, that he does have apostolic authority. Uh, And the point he made toward the end of what Bill shared yesterday was that these other people compare themselves to one another, and that's how they try to legitimize themselves. And Paul says, "I'm, I'm not going to do that. Instead, in our passage today, he's going to point to the fact that he's just minding his assignment by ministering to them. He's just doing what God has told him to do in ministering to the Corinthians. Uh, And and the bottom line for us, in case you start to get lost in the weeds as we work our way through the passage, the bottom line for us is that faithful ministers do the work that God assigns to them. It's a pretty simple truth. Faithful ministers do the work that God assigns to them. And as we walk through the passage together, I think you'll, you'll understand better what I'm talking about. So he begins in verse 13 by saying that he, he limits his boasting to his assigned area of influence. And I really like that phrase. We want to remember that phrase, assigned area of influence. Let's, let's read it together, verse 13. But we will not boast beyond limits but will boast only with regard to the area of influence God assigned to us to reach even to you. 
So in other words, Paul's saying, in writing you these letters and in trying to minister to you, I'm not meddling in someone else's ministry like these false apostles are. I am fulfilling the ministry God has assigned to me in the area of influence God has assigned to me. God is the one who portions these things out and sends his apostles where he sends them and allocates areas of influence to those he wants to have those. These false apostles were sort of horning in and trying to um, meddle in Paul's ministry, and it wasn't the other way around. Verse 14, he elaborates and kind of explains what he means a little bit. For we are not overextending ourselves as though we did not reach you. For we were the first to come all the way to you with the gospel of Christ. So he's saying, remember, we were the ones God sent to you originally, and we still have responsibility for you. That's why we're still ministering to you. These other false apostles sort of came up later and are trying to assert their authority that they're just basing within themselves. Uh, Paul just wants to be faithful within his assigned area of influence. He's not trying to make a great name for himself. He's not trying to build some sort of empire to himself. He's just trying to do the job God told him to do. Um, And he's hoping that if he's faithful in it, God will expand his area of influence. He goes on in verse 15. We do not boast beyond limit in the labors of others which I think is what these false apostles were sort of doing. They were boasting in in fruit that had come about from Paul's ministry earlier. But our hope is that as your faithfulness increases, our area of influence among you may be greatly enlarged so that we may preach the gospel in lands beyond you without boasting of work already done in another's area of influence. So he's saying, here, here's what we're hoping for. While these false apostles are commending themselves and trying to get a lot of attention for themselves, we're just doing our job that God gave us with the people he gave us to minister to. And we're hoping that as your faith increases, as we're ministering to you, uh, our influence among you will increase, which will give us a platform to reach even further beyond you and that our area of influence will, will spread even further, uh, rather than doing like these false apostles and just sort of trying to horn in and, and pick up where other people have already started. So the, the bottom line is stated here in verse 16. And basically he's saying these, these fools, these false apostles, boast in themselves and commend themselves. We just boast in the Lord and are commended by the Lord. Verse 16 Let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. For it is not the one who commends himself who is approved, but the one whom the Lord commends. So I think we kind of, it's a little bit of a confusing paragraph, but I think we kind of get the basics of what he's saying here. Beware of ministers who commend themselves. Beware of ministers who try to stir up an authority of their own uh, by comparing themselves with others, by talking themselves up, by trying to expand their own empire, just trying to conjure up influence out of thin air. God's ministers will be given an assigned area of influence by God himself, and they'll just be faithfully working among those people assigned to them. And then God may choose to expand that influence. 
but they're not going to be commending themselves and bragging about themselves and drawing attention to themselves like these false apostles. Now, you're, if your eyes are glazing over and you're uh, starting to get distracted because you feel like this doesn't apply to you because you're not an apostle, I want to remind you, you are a minister. If you're a Christian, you, you may not be an apostle, but you are a minister. Um, and as a minister, whether you're a teenager or a businessman or a, a mother or father with a brand new baby in the house or whatever your life situation is, if you're a Christian, you've been grafted into the church, the body of Christ, and you've been given a spiritual giftedness and a supernatural ability to pursue the kingdom, to expand gospel influence somehow, to build up the body of Christ somehow that's unique to you. So the question isn't, how can I be more like Paul and have an apostolic ministry like his? You're not called to be the Apostle Paul. You're called to be yourself. You're called to be Doris or Wendy or Ron. or You're called to be you with the Holy Spirit's giftedness that he's given you. And so I think a good response, a little activity or a little challenge would be to grab a sheet of paper and a pen or a pencil and do a little bit of prayerful brainstorming here and try to figure out what is your assigned area of influence. If this is a principle that's broader than just Paul as an apostle, but how we can think about Christian ministry in general, it might be helpful to try to define what is my assigned area of influence? What people has God placed in my life to minister to? What people has God placed within the sphere of my influence? What gifts has God given me to build up those around me in their faith in Jesus Christ, whether that's through evangelism or discipleship or encouragement or service, whatever gift God has given you, uh, how can you use that within your assigned area of influence? What kingdom passions do you have? Uh, you know, I have a particular passion for teaching and seeing God's people understand God's word clearly and live according to it. Uh, that may not be your unique passion. It may not be something you feel an aptitude for or drawn to. Yours might be more service-related. You really want to meet the practical needs of people in the name of Jesus. Uh, I can tell you that that, that really isn't, isn't one of mine, which sounds terrible to say, but I'm just not as strong in that. I don't think that way naturally. Uh, usually when I see needs, I want to study the Bible and, and write a, an essay about what the Bible says about those needs. And then my second instinct is to help, which as I'm saying it out loud, that does sound terrible. I may need to pray through that. But we all have different um, aptitudes, passions, and spiritual gift, gifts that the body of Christ needs. And if you can take some time today and try to get clear on what is your assigned area of influence, I think that it would help you to do the work God has assigned to you. And it would help you to fill your days with purpose and meaning, even during the quarantine. I think it would help you to dispel boredom. Uh, if our kids are complaining about being bored, maybe they need a little bit of clarity about their assigned area of influence. And maybe they need to apply themselves more to ministry than to entertaining themselves. Um, I think it can help put an end to comparisons. You might... Um, you might be someone like me who likes to teach, and you might look at Christians who are really good at serving and see all the things they're doing right now, and you might feel like a loser because you're not doing all of that. 
that it might be okay that you're not doing all those things right now because that might not be within your assigned area of influence. Uh, God may have a different task for you. Um, it can give rest to some of you who may feel overextended because you see infinite opportunities for ministry, um, but there's, you are not infinite like God is. You can only do one thing at a time, and you can only be in one location at a time. So it might give you a little bit of sense of peace and not trying to do everything, not all at once. Um, so that's the, that's the devotion and that's the activity I'm going to suggest to you is to actually write these things out. What is my assigned area of influence that God has given me? What are my spiritual gifts? Who are the people that God has put in my sphere of influence to minister to? Uh, what are my kingdom passions? Uh, that would be a great exercise for you to do sometime today if you can.